Yeah, yeah. I, I think that some people have a natural component to selling, but yeah. selling can be learned. And I think the best way to learn how to be a good salesperson, if you're not naturally good at selling, is asking powerful questions. Yeah. People don't really want to be sold to. They want to understand the benefit that you will deliver to them. In order for you to explain that benefit, you have to ask them enough questions so that what their motives are, what drives them, what their goals are, what their pain is, and then you can try to solve it. So asking great questions is a very powerful leadership and sales skill. Hello, dreamers and action takers. Welcome to another episode of the Want Money, Got Money podcast. I'm your host, Sam Kamani, and my guest today is Donald Thompson. Now, Donald is the CEO of Diversity Movement. He is a DEI champion, a Forbes Next 1000 executive coach, entrepreneur, angel investor, board member, podcast host, author, and a four times CEO. So let's get into it and ask um, Donald everything about what makes a good entrepreneur and how you get there and also ask a bit about his own personal journey and how he got there. So let's welcome Donald to our show and let's get into it. So, so Donald, it's great to have you on the show. But first of all, I'd like to know a bit about your background. How you got started? How you ended up with what you are doing right now? Yeah, thanks for having me, uh, Sam. It's good to be here. A serial entrepreneur, but I didn't start out that way. I started in technology sales in the early '90s and holding a bag, selling software, dialing for dollars. And what I found out very quickly is a way for me to learn how to work with executives was from the perch of sales. Because if you're selling yeah. a multi-million dollar set of software tools, that's going to require executive sign off and buy. And so it allowed me to have the language of the C-suite. And once I started to understand that, I got a taste of leadership and entrepreneurship, and I wanted to learn how to do some things on my own. And so I was the number two at a small company that was purchased by Adobe in 2006. And the Adobe systems acquisition, they only wanted the engineers. And there was a service part of our business. And so I then became the CEO of that spin out business and started my entrepreneurial journey. Now that's, that's fantastic. And tell us a bit about your current ventures and how they help people and all that. Yeah, the diversity movement. So diversity, equity, and inclusion, very simply is how do we create an environment where people from all walks of life, backgrounds, experiences can feel and be productive at work and how we focus on using our differences to fuel positive direction, not our differences to pull each other apart. And companies in the US in particular, but globally are struggling with how to coalesce these teams and build winning cultures. Because I'm an entrepreneur, because I'm a marketer, because I'm a business person, I'm able to take diversity, equity, inclusion and link it to the strategy and the financial health of companies. That is fantastic. And I, I saw your name in one another venture as where you are, I think, as a chairperson or a chairman and that helps marketing side of things. Yes, yes. I'm the board chair of a company called Walk West. We're in the digital marketing yes. space. And so we help people build and grow their brands. And so we have a wonderful team, wonderful CEO and team that runs that business. But all businesses today need a digital footprint. Right? Absolutely. They have to have a way to communicate their message, the differentiation, and why a client should trust them. And it's important yeah. for clients to know how to do that in the digital space. 
Yeah, the digital space is so crowded as well as it is because the barriers to entry are lower. Any kid can go and start a digital marketing agency. How does your the form that you talked about? How does it differentiate, or why do people go to it? Yeah, it's a great question. One of the things that's really important when you're looking at a digital agency or, or product is what is the business value that is delivered. It's one thing to build a website. It's another thing to build a website that converts revenue for your client. It's one thing to build a video. It's another thing to build a video that is accompanied by social plans that allow you to get 800,000 a million views. So the reason people chose us at WalkWest is that we drive business results that leaders can measure. Yeah. That's, yeah, I did see the, the testimonials and you had it so well laid out or whoever uh, the person has designed that, that this many 45% more inquiries to the university or more leads delivered to the university. And it's, it's so clear that the value proposition of your um, business is so clear. Yeah. You have in your profile, it also says that you are an angel investor. What sort of businesses do you invest in and how do you find them? And yeah. what makes you invest in some and not invest in other businesses? <laughs> so yeah, lots of questions. A, no, that's a great question. So I do uh, have an angel portfolio and have one, some done well and some that have not done well. The businesses that have done well that I've invested in have been leadership teams that are cohesive, work together and understand how to pivot when their original yeah. thesis doesn't work. And the way that I think about businesses is, can you prove yourself in the marketplace by getting 10 to 15 clients that agree with your proposition? So for me, it's not about the technology, how cool your widget is. It's whether yes. or not you can translate what you build into something that people will buy. Yeah. And if you can do that, then those are investable businesses. Yep. Makes sense. And having interviewed quite a few angels and been worked with and our previous startup was also funded, there are angel syndicates or angel groups. Are you part of an angel group or are you an individual angel investor? Yeah, a little bit of both. So I have individual investments that I make, but then for example, I am an investor in a fund called Co-Founders Capital. It's where they do much bigger investments than I would do on my own. And so yes. I use their due diligence, their platform, their process. So I do a little bit of both. I dabble some yeah. individually and then some I work with funds of, uh, that are led by people that I trust very much. Yeah, that's fantastic. And you've worked with entrepreneurs, whether it's through the startups that you've invested in, you've been one yourself multiple times. What would you say the key sort of differentiator for you is when you see entrepreneurs who you can see that, okay, they're going to do well or some who you think they need, they have a place for improvement. <laughs> the entrepreneurs I see do well have a very strong thesis of way they see the world and how their product fits in the world. Yes. But they leave enough room to learn. Yeah. So they are strong-willed, but not stubborn, yes. right? So I'm looking for people that are strong-willed. They have a perspective. They are going to change the world, but they're not so stubborn that they're not willing to listen to other points of view to make their ideas stronger. And those are the kind of people that I want to work with. The second thing that I think that is important are people that learn quickly from their mistakes because we're all yeah. going to make them. Right. So the key then is how quickly do you take that new learning and apply it smarter in the next situation? Yeah, that is so true. Just to, to reiterate people who can learn from their mistakes and people who are strong willed, but not stubborn. 
So, just to summarize for any any listeners out there, any entrepreneurs out there, the the second thing that I have seen is that a lot of entrepreneurs are really good at sales. By sales, what I mean is not just the monetary sale, but they are very good at selling their vision, their ideas, their purpose, all, all those things in life. And everyone is continuously selling. And have and for you, you have even done all sorts of sales, not only the non-tangible, but also the tangible ones where the dollar amount is attached to them. How did you get good at sales and what are your sales secrets? that other entrepreneurs should know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So sales secrets, I would say, is actually very simple. You have to create a story that other people can be a part of that story. It's not selling a story or vision for vision's sake. It's selling a story or vision that the stakeholders that you want to work with you can see themselves benefiting by being a part of that story as an investor, as a client, as an employee, and that they'll be better off because they participate in that vision. And so I think the sales secret is making it about other people and how they can go on the journey with you and how that journey will help them be more successful. Yep. That, yes, that is fantastic. And say if you've got a team, how do you train them to be good at sales? Yeah, yeah. I, I think that some people have a natural component to selling, but yeah. selling can be learned. And I think the best way to learn how to be a good salesperson, if you're not naturally good at selling, is asking powerful questions. Yeah. People don't really want to be sold to. They want to understand the benefit that you will deliver to them. In order for you to explain that benefit, you have to ask them enough questions so that what their motives are, what drives them, what their goals are, what their pain is, and then you can try to solve it. So asking great questions is a very powerful leadership and sales skill. That is, that is just perfect. <laughs> Part of the reason why I started this podcast was because of the questions I was being asked by other tech startup founders and, and hence the name of the, or, or other startup founders, hence the name of the podcast, Want Money, because they did want to raise money. And then on the other side, I was interviewing and meeting all these VCs and investors and they have got the money to invest in. And then yeah. also likewise, VCs are always looking for money from LP. So likewise, say if you are... A a young entrepreneur who has an idea for a startup or, or has already started, has got some traction and wants to take it to the next stage, wants to fuel its growth and is reaching out to, to an investor. What sort of questions should that entrepreneur or that startup founder be asking their investor? Yeah, I'll give a very relevant example because I reached out to a very successful VC firm today and I yes. got a reply back pretty quickly. And here's the question that I asked. I gave them two sentences about my company, what we were doing. Yes. And I asked very simply, what was the best way for me to understand their investment thesis for their firm to see if our company fits that thesis? Most investors are focused. They'll, they're focused on technology, business to business software. They're focused on social enterprises. They're yes. looking for something that is selling to enterprise software only. If you try to approach investors outside of their thesis, right? You have a 99.9% of failure because you're not giving them something that they're looking for. So you have to understand the thesis of the investor first and then see if what you're doing matches that thesis. Once you are talking to somebody that is interested in the genre of what you're doing, 
you have a higher percentage chance of getting the meeting. If you get the meeting, you have a higher percentage chance of getting into due diligence and actually closing the deal. Yeah, um, that is, yeah, that is also relevant. Actually, that's relevant for me as well. And I would like to just share a, a very quick uh, experience of what I've done. We are looking at now fueling our growth. We know exactly what our audience wants. They have already said what they want. We want to add those things. But in order to do it faster, we'd have to raise funding and hire maybe one or two de more developers and, and go faster. So I thought, okay, I'll reach out for funding. And I did get really successful in, in reaching out, getting meetings, but... I realized that I'm reaching out to the wrong people. They are the people who are funding post Series A and they're writing five million, minimum 5 million checks and we are looking for pre-seed funding, nothing like that. It was a complete mismatch. So I've wasted a lot of my time, two months of my time reaching out to all these people that were not relevant. It's just because they were the big names. So I just went through. And Sam, the thing I will share with you that you have to think about as an entrepreneur is that investors love hearing new ideas. So they'll yes. take meetings with you even if they have no intention of funding you because exactly. they, they want to be educated. They want to yes. talk to smart people. So making sure you have that alignment, like you described the stage of your business, the thesis of the business is really important. So it doesn't waste your time as an entrepreneur. Yep. That is amazing. That is also true. Just over the, in the business world, where do you see the, the world or especially in us moving in the next five years? What are the key trends you, do you see? So I still think that digital communication will be very, very critical because everyone's trying to cut through the noise and get their message out. So having a very well-defined value proposition is always yes. going to be important in business. The second component, and obviously I have a diversity, equity, inclusion business, people are going to be focused on building winning cultures. And so I think anything that you're doing that accelerates productivity of personnel. Anything that you're doing that builds better teams, captures more productivity is going to be very important. And then I think the third thing is people are very interested in learning how to become investors and growing companies. Being an yes. entrepreneur is still super cool and it will be, yes. right? It, the risk is there, but the rewards is in the payoff is worth it. Yes. And so I yeah. think the entrepreneurial vision in the United States will continue to grow. And whereas Silicon Valley used to be the hotbed, it still is. But now you have Austin. Now you have Raleigh, North Carolina. Now you have Boston. Miami. Now you have Miami. So now yes. there's a national craze in the U.S. on growing companies and growing entrepreneurial ecosystems. And I think that's here to stay. Absolutely. I could, I cannot agree more to everything when it comes to, to personal, human resource, everything that you say and, and just growing people to become entrepreneurship is going to be a big thing over the next five years because it has, it is spreading now. It's at a, it's not just what you call limited to New York and San Francisco That's anymore. Right. That's yeah. right. Yep. No, that, that is very cool. And where do you see diversity movement in the next few years? What's your vision for it? Yeah, one of the things that we love about the diversity movement is we're focused on the data analytics around how companies view their talent, their talent pipeline, their retention, their growth of their company, the technology yes. tools that we're building. We have a mobile application that helps build, encourage engagement in DEI within companies. And then we have the ability to access we have a peer learning portal where people can privately have powerful conversations. So the diversity movement in the next few years is going to be a product first organization 
focused mm-hmm. on the productivity and the belonging of your teams. That is, yeah, that is very cool. That's a very cool um, vision. And I can see how you have the value proposition of your company so clearly laid out in your vision. And yeah, so that that's very cool. There are just like three questions that I ask um, everyone. Sure. And one of that is, is there a book that you are reading right now? There is. And so one of the things that I'm doing with the diversity movement so that we can be disciplined in our growth because we plan to grow fast and scale and very proud of it. So I'm currently reading a book called Traction. And and it's the entrepreneurial operating system. I'm sure you're probably familiar to many of your listeners, but it's a way to unify your goals, your communication and your measurements in the internal operations of your company so that you can focus on growth. It gives you a prescription into how to have your meetings how to communicate with your team with goals and measurement of those goals and how to select the right people to grow uh, your team with. So I'm really enjoying the book. Our entire company of 20 folks is reading it now and we're orchestrating so that we can communicate well and better so that we can grow faster. And so Traction is a book I'm reading right now. That's very cool, very relevant. Is there um, a podcast or a YouTube channel that you follow regularly oh that's a good selfishly we have several podcasts within our our network that that i follow but externally i would say i'm a big fan of gary v in the marketing space and the branding space and so he's a name that's very well known but i like the speed at which he creates very simple ideas that everybody can do and so that's one of the things that i talk to Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. So having said that, if you do follow Gary Vee, that does that mean you are on, can I find you on TikTok? <laughs> I, I, because I follow Gary Vee doesn't mean I listen to everything he does. I'm, yes. you, can follow me, you can follow me mostly on LinkedIn. Yes. Um, because that's the audience that drives the growth that I'm most focused on, which is yes. the business to business leaders that are looking to grow their productivity. And so LinkedIn is really where I live right now. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Um, you should check out some, I know <laughs> I'm not sponsored by TikTok, by the way, but you should check out productivity people and people in your niche on TikTok and what they are doing. The organic reach of TikTok is unparalleled to anything that I have ever seen in my life. I've been, I've, I was doing Google ads in 2004 when no one was doing i was getting things for a few cents and and that's how i built my first first company and i acquired it and grew it and sold it and all that so yes when you are early and you are the only one and everyone is viewing so that's the platform you want and that platform is tiktok at the moment because you can be no one and you can go from zero to one million followers in two weeks that that is the insanity that is tiktok and yeah yeah just what i've seen but i love linkedin linkedin is where deals happen when you can message someone you can connect with someone and i have met so many people through linkedin and connected with and it's amazing you know what i will put all the links to to all your websites to all your social channels to everything Uh, everywhere so people can find it and connect with you and all that my final question is if you had to start all over again you're just fresh out of university college or and you had the knowledge but no other resources how would you yeah how would you start what would you do oh man that's a great question i still would start for a few years in a career in sales in some way because it's the best way to understand how to do deals and get deals done and then while i'm developing an idea of a business that i want to start 
I'm making money, I'm learning, I'm making contacts, I'm building my network, I'm learning sales skills, and then I would flip to being an entrepreneur faster in my career. So if I had to do all over again, I would still start in sales, but I would only do it for a few years to catch my, get my chops, my training. During that time, I would figure out the business that I want to build, but then I would have my network established and then go to market as an entrepreneur with a little bit more credibility. That is, yeah, that is beautiful. <laughs> that is the yeah roadmap for anyone new listening, anyone out of college or university, that is the roadmap to follow. And, and that's why I, I also believe that sales is the number one skill that any entrepreneur needs. Yeah, you can always build a product later on around whatever you are doing, but sales and understanding people, it gives you people understanding. Yeah, so that is, that is great. Finally, one more thing and is there anything that you are looking for? Are you looking for team members? Are you looking for deals to invest in or people to invest in your deal? Anything, just feel free to, to yeah, plug yeah, yeah. your... So the, the best way to connect with me and stay in touch is via LinkedIn. And so I think that's a great way for people to find me. Donald Thompson is pretty easy. And then we are certainly um, in the process of our fundraise. While we can't talk a lot of details about that, but most importantly, I'm looking for talented people on the consulting side, right, of our business and on the CMO marketing side. Yeah. So those are the things because we're growing very quickly. So we're looking for seasoned people that understand how to scale businesses. That's fantastic. So, yes, I'll put all the links underneath and best of luck for all, yeah, all your future and future growth and future traction of your company. Amen. And thank you so much, Sam, for spending time with me and giving me space on your platform. I've enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Want Money, Got Money with Sam Kamani. Hope you enjoyed the show and got some valuable insights that would help you in your startup or your business. If you haven't already, please subscribe and rate this show on your favorite platform. It would be extremely helpful and I just cannot tell you how much I would appreciate that.